Imagine you woke up one day and your manager asked you to take up an assignment in a new country. For some of us that would be a dream, wouldn't it? Okay, wait. I mean the part about moving to a new country would be a dream. Manager being there when you woke up would be really creepy. Uh probably a good thing you're moving to a new country. But I digress. It's a lot of young professionals dream to work in a new place. But what if it isn't just any job that you're moving for? You're actually being sent to an unfamiliar country to be the first employee and to set up the business from scratch. Would it feel exciting or would it be kind of scary? And you don't even speak the language, so how would you even do this? So today we are chatting with Amrit Sagar. He's currently the founder and CEO of Carzuno, which is a hot and happening startup based in Singapore. And he's going to recall for us his time launching Grab's business in Myanmar a few years ago. It's quite a story. But before we begin, a quick reminder to follow or subscribe so you don't miss out on all of our great weekly content and also transcripts and any kind of resource that we might have for this episode are all available on crazytalk.online. So if you finish this episode and you want to recall some part of it, just head on over and you can read everything there. So with that said, Amrit, thank you so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have you with us here today. And uh, maybe before we begin, perhaps you could start with a brief introduction to yourself and maybe a little bit about Carzuno as well. It sounds quite interesting. So over to you. Thanks, Amit. Thank you for having me on Job Talk. I'm really excited to share my experiences here. So I'm Amrit, and I'm currently building Carzuno Car Subscriptions. We are a marketplace where we are looking to connect our subscribers with fleet partners. Uh, and trying to marry like a agora type of experience on the fleet partner side with a netflix type of experience on the subscriber side our goal okay. is to introduce the consumers in south asia with a new way of accessing their vehicles the dream vehicles without actually owning them to begin with so a little bit more background on myself i'm originally from india as well but i've been in singapore for the last 18 years i did my undergraduate from singapore management university and spent the first 5 years of my career at an investment bank After that I went to IEC Business School in Barcelona for my MBA. During that time I was introduced to the world of startups. Did an internship with a startup in Thailand, but I basically kicked off my startup journey at Uber in 2014 and it was a great learning ground for me. I spent 2 years in Uber and when I decided to leave Uber, I was approached by Grab who wanted to leverage my product launch experiences and wanted me to come on board and help them launch in Myanmar, which was the first new market in over 2 years. Personally I have always been fascinated about Myanmar because my great grandfather used to trade between India and Myanmar by boat. Wow. Uh, okay. And back in 2012 even before I went for my MBA I had tried to secure a pre-MBA internship in Myanmar. So 2012 was when the country had first started opening up. So I've always been interested in the country since a long time. So when the opportunity came knocking at my door I was like I mean I'm going to take it and go in. and having the learnings from uber and strong support from the grab management and hq in singapore i was relatively confident even before i stepped foot in myanmar so i flew there in january 2017 and uh, yeah i mean started getting on the journey of building the business there <laughs> wow well that's a lot of stuff amrit i mean first of all i mean we had met when you were back at uber and in fact you were the first person that i met over there i remember walking to my desk and sitting down and opening up my laptop and going straight away to some data that somebody told me to look at and i couldn't make any sense of it and i think you were sitting across from me or like on the next island 
and uh, you know you saw me kind of lost so you walked over and kind of helped me out so thanks a lot for that that started my sort of let's call it tech journey as well so we've been kind of connected for a while on this and um, i have really didn't expect and i don't think i'm ever going to have a conversation where somebody says their great grandfather did xyz <laughs> because it's definitely not going to come up in our job related discussions but that's pretty cool actually so in a way you're kind of going to revisit or rather walk in the footsteps of uh, your ancestors which is quite cool so with that said my question to actually just to start off how was it to kind of get started because like we mentioned earlier this is a place where yes you might have been interested in visiting but uh, you don't know the language don't really know the place and your grandfather's thoughts a great grandfather's thoughts certainly would not have percolated down to you so how did you get going so i was actually a little bit familiar with myanmar because I, my first visit to myanmar was back in 2011 where i visited it with a group of friends who wanted to go to myanmar for photography and i tagged along with them and i was very fascinated and i would say i would fell in love in like the culture the place the people very humble very eager to learn and i mean i really loved my experience so that sort of inspired me to look for something there in 2012 and eventually i ended up in myanmar i mean i would say that like i kept a pretty open mind before going there and to be honest like the first step to launching any business is to actually build a business plan by learning and researching about the market so a lot of the initial research i did for myanmar was from singapore right i mean basically talking to the grab stakeholders talking to people via phone call scientifically you know building a business plan involves sizing up a market mapping out stakeholders and then ideating on high level strategies of like how do you want to launch the business in the market so i mean if i dive a little bit deeper into that right so for myanmar for grab there were three main cities yangon is the largest city in myanmar and which is like the commercial capital with about 5 million people mandalay is a, and nepido are the smaller ones nepido being the capital city back in 2017 yangon had almost 70000 legal and semi legal taxis in the market which made it like a perfect place to launch a business like grab so as part of a business plan we had also identified potential up partners up front who could like help us gain traction locally so we made a list of you know major telcos banks wallets corporates and went about like on a sort of a targeted strategy to talk to them and introduce grab to them in the early days So basically after the business plan was approved by the Grab management I flew into Yangon pretty confident and basically kicked off the legal incorporation and I would say that for any company any business launching in any market that's the first true step to being in a market you know getting legally incorporated and opening a bank account in the market so it took a bit of time and effort to make our local council understand Grab's marketplace business model because you know it's a pretty unique thing right because a lot of companies lot of uh, local new countries think that grab and uber are like taxi companies so mm. we had to clarify that it was a marketplace and clarifying this upfront was very important because it helped us apply for the appropriate license it helped us position with the stakeholders government stakeholders and corporate stakeholders in Myanmar accordingly so while this legal incorporation was happening parallelly we were also working with entities like enterprise singapore who were helping us introduce to local government and corporate stakeholders so i had a very unique opportunity to present grab's vision for yangon and myanmar to ufo pyomenthen who was then the chief minister for yangon region government and also don nilacha who was the transport minister at that point of time 
So they totally loved the idea of a foreign tech startup coming in to Yangon, working with local taxis and looking to improve the lives of people in Yangon. So like we got some initial buying for them and we went about operationalizing the business. So as part of the next step, it was opening up a bank account. And I mean, I have to be honest, it is truly tedious. I mean, in a market like Myanmar, the regulations can be very tricky. Most of the banks wanted the Grab management team to fly in person to Yangon to open up the bank account. But we were lucky that we found like a good local partner who basically helped us navigate these processes and find like in a way hacks, I would say growth hacks to help us open a bank account. And yeah, we were basically able to open, open a bank account. We basically set up like a process to get money from Singapore to Yangon. And I mean, that's another story. We can, we can talk about it in a bit. But that's where we started truly operating as a company. And then the last thing in the basic fundamentals of like getting the business up was finding like an office. Being new in Yangon, I basically took a bet that I'm going to locate office next to Shwedagon because Shwedagon was smack right in the center of the city and Shwedagon was the most visited monument in the city where a lot of local in, locals in Myanmar, they love to go to the temple and pray at least once a week. So I ran with the underlying assumption that transport to this place was going to be fine. So I found like an office right next door. And the first few couple of weeks, we were operating out of a hotel right next to Shwedagon, but we moved over to this office. We basically built out further over time and started onboarding large scale drive, drivers on a large scale in that office. Hmm. And that's how we, start, we embarked on the journey. Pretty cool. So one quick question. So how did you find that partner who actually was able to help you navigate these? Because I mean, I'm sure there could have been so many entities to work with. So it was, I would say it was like a lot of hit and misses and a little bit of serendipity, similar to my journey into Myanmar. Basically, I mean, I reached out to almost every bank, big bank in the country, right? And uh, I was talking to all of them, didn't get encouraging signs from a lot of them. And then suddenly one of the top three banks reached out to me from there and, and they're like, oh, we hear that Grab is coming into Myanmar. Uh, would you like to talk to us and work with us? And I, I would say that I have to respect the PIC from their side, like who was also fairly open-minded and collaborative and understood the opportunity which Grab was bringing in. And uh, basically, I think like finding those key people is very important, especially when you're launching, because in a way, those are like the collaborative growth hackers from the other side of the table who help accelerate our businesses, right? So when I found that person, yeah, I mean, I was very happy. And uh, I, I, I mean, I still keep touch with him. And I think like, it was great to be on a journey with him uh, during my time at Grab and even after Grab in Myanmar. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, like you said, I think it's interesting that that person is also proactive enough to reach out and, you know, kind of offer to help. So that's pretty cool, actually. So, okay. So we talked about how you set up and got to your office. So now that now you're in an office. So how do you now start growing the market or, you know, just even launching? So the first key ingredient of any like new business, new team after the basic fundamentals are checked off is the team. Right. So I think that's where I was truly lucky that like the initial people on the Grab founding team for Myanmar, we had some rock stars ranging from operations to marketing to customer service to office management. And to be honest, like I was sort of like director, but uh, you know, like, like a conductor in the ceremony, but the music was played. The beautiful music was being made by the people on the ground. So, I mean, I was truly really lucky to have them. Right. And at the same time, Working with them, I had to also develop 
like a tolerance for ambiguity right because typically the team the team in Myanmar were young folks hungry folks but at the t- same time like there's a lot of things i didn't understand like there were a lot of things they couldn't understand so we had to find like a common ground and a common same page to be on through a lot of trials and errors but we got there and together we built like a great business in the country so secondly i think more operationally i would say that it was uh, about the marketing side right so and around marketing you know like building out the grab brand in the market finding like the right marketing message for our customers finding the right product market fit for our drivers so on the customer side we tried a few messages and then we aligned that you know fixed fares is a message which resonates a lot with customers in Myanmar because with the 70000 legal and semi legal taxes in the market the customers both expats and burmese they had to haggle and when they saw that you know some app like grab was launching in the market with fixed fares where there was no need to worry about the final price the the cars were guaranteed uh with a decent driver trained driver and came with air conditioning they were very happy to uh you know like pay even the 200 300 chat extra compared to the street hill and take take rides with us uh so that helped us drive a lot of customer acquisition in the beginning like you know because there was a easy resonance with the local customers in Myanmar on the driver side the journey was a little different in the beginning we had to figure out what's the best way to attract them on the platform right so what we did we, in the beginning for the pioneer 100 drivers we gave them phones with data plans but in the longer run we basically signed up with a unique partnership with samsung and also with our banking partner which i mentioned before and we created a handset financing program for the drivers where basically every week we would deduct their payments from grab and they would basically get like a samsung phone upfront for that so there is an very exciting partnership first of its kind in myanmar and the drivers loved it because it was not like a free phone but they were working towards it but they were getting like a new nice phone so the drivers were really excited at the same time working with the same bank we also got to a process where we were making daily payments to the drivers so compared to other competitors our payment frequency was a much faster so we were making sure that drivers were liquid with cash on a daily basis and that's where so i always thought that our competition was with cash so i wanted the drivers on grab to not worry about cash but take on grab without worrying about it and that helped us because our competitors were typically doing like weekly payments while we had a much more fast cycle and that helped us build the penetration and credibility with the drivers and i think that coupled with like our training like our operations teams onboarding processes the customer support excellence like i think we managed to build a great reputation in the market early on and we supported that reputation building with partnerships with the key companies i talked about in the previous slide basically we worked with ended up working with telenor one of the largest telecom companies in myanmar we worked with one of the largest banks in myanmar cb bank we worked with wave money one of the largest wallet companies in myanmar we worked with the biggest mall group in myanmar junction group so a lot of these corporate partnerships they helped us generate win win opportunities for both grab and the partner while driving value to the customers as well and that helped sort of increase our market penetration in this markets in myanmar yeah so again i think a lot of good lessons here i think the first point so number one is hire a great team but beyond that what you're saying is you were able to tap into what 
the local audience wants, both from the consumer side and from the driver side. And so therefore, that helped get traction versus anyone else, essentially. And then you topped it off with the halo effect of working with so many large, well-known companies. So then people don't feel like this is some random fly-by-night operator. Totally. And, and that's a great way to describe it. What else did you do? Because now you have set up an office, you have launched, but launching is not good enough. It needs to actually find that resonance so that it will really scale, like how a startup is supposed to do. So how did you achieve that part of the equation? So I, I would say that it's a journey, right? So I think the product market fit which takes us from zero to one, like I think that's something we need to quickly find to scale the initial business. But then I would say that truly like while scaling and building the business, there are different learnings we need to take from the stakeholders of a business. In the case of Grab, the customers and the drivers and also like the local corporates to incorporate those learnings into our product market fit. For example, right? So for customers, the marketing message for us in the beginning was around fixed fares. After six months, basically we saw that there were quite a few mentions of safety incidents around normal taxi drivers in Yangon. So we basically changed our messaging to be focused more around trust and safety, right? And that resonated quite well with actually both drivers and customers because drivers in Myanmar were also like, we want to prove that we are trustworthy. So we will work with a platform like Grab, which is vetting us, which is making sure that we are trained and we will serve the customers together. So I really loved that attitude from the drivers in Myanmar. And I think, and that's what, I think that messaging was definitely loved by the customers as well, who loved the general quality of drivers on Grab. And along the way on, on the driver side, I mean, there were a lot of feedback we took from the drivers and introduced, like we did like, you know, like the, grab copy chats we did appreciation ceremonies for the top drivers every quarter we also basically made sure that the drivers were had a win-win situation even with us branding grab on their cars for example right so we took some cars and we branded them totally with the grab green but we were making sure that the grab drivers are getting compensation out of that so like nowadays, it has actually turned out into a new vertical called Grab Ads uh, and the car advertising is one part of it. But those days were the early days where we were trying to see how we can share that, create more value for the drivers, right? So, and, and I would say that we created a created a value out of like a new thing for the drivers as well. So anyway, like, and there are many things where drivers loved working with Grab uh, because of our, of our unique collaborative approach in the market. So sounds like you did a lot of uh, things which were in response to the market itself. So, you know, like constantly trying for ideas and then seeing what actually fits. And it's incidental that some of those ideas actually grew into uh, sub-businesses of their own in future. Yeah, totally. I would say, of course, like we, we came with our, like as I said, as part of the business plan, we had definitely had an initial structure. I mean, and I had like the support of the regional operations team, the marketing team to have like the playbooks we want to execute on, like the regional marketing team helped us run like the marketing campaigns on the ground, but they would always take local inputs like proactively from the, us people on the ground. And I think that's where like, I, I really love that hand in glove approach, which is what, how we described it in Grab, where basically there was like a strong input from the local side and taking in the structures from the regional side and trying to find the best outcome for the company. And I think like Grab being, very social minded, like very focused on creating a positive social impact locally. I think that that helps us create true value on both the customer side and driver side in Myanmar. Yeah. So this sounds great. So effectively, we've 
learned about how you got started how the first steps were taken and then now with the trust and safety with the wrappers around cards and the increased visibility that is happening this is how the business essentially got off the ground and i mean the rest is essentially history i think grab continues to operate everything you know it's a market that is now part of the normal grab family and it's something that you set up a pretty pretty long time back no and i think that's the awesome part of it right i think like once you set up these i would say ecosystems right so i think they are self sustaining and i think as part of that journey right like when you have like good people on board they take it to the next level and they keep on generating value and you know growing the business further and further so i mean like i'm lucky to be have been like a small part of that journey uh, early on and i think grab in myanmar i think they will go on and achieve greater heights as well right so thanks a lot uh, amrit for sharing all this but before we close i wanted to ask you so you know you went through this journey but of course you know it was you know you you had to learn as you went but if you had to do this again let's assume you were actually you are doing it now with cars you know launching in new markets so if you had to do this again what are some of the lessons that you learned and maybe not uh, stuff that you could use yourself now but also others who might be in your kind of situation launching a service in a new market how should they go about it so the first thing first learning for me and i have taken this from my grab days and i keep it i'm always going to keep it is hire fast like do not underestimate hiring hiring good people is tough and if you hire good people it will make your life like a lot more easier to do many other things and i mean i was lucky that in grab we had a lot of good people but at the same time a lot of times i was struggling as well because like i think in every emerging market in every even markets like singapore is is tough to hire good people fast so i think it takes time right i think so definitely i would get started on the process early on for example right so in thailand i think it's the same same issue and we are with kazuno we are looking to launch in thailand over the next few months but i started the hiring process back in november because i knew that it's going to take time for me to hire people here so i started building out the candidate pipelines and talking to people on the ground quite some time before to be honest if i had the opportunity i would start the discussion 6 months earlier but again we are not that old as a startup as well but i think like it's very important get to know people you know and get on the journey early on secondly i would have loved to had more deeper insights talk to a lot more people do more research on the ground before a lot of the decisions we made in yangon in myanmar and uh, i would say that uh, to be like i mean i would say that 80% of the time uh, anyway like maybe i got lucky with my decisions and you know we we got good value out of it but then again there are some times where we messed up and then it led to issues for example right so like in we decided to launch grab bike in mandalay towards the later half of 2017 right so and uh, what we didn't realize was that mandalay uh, is in northern part of myanmar and the winter is quite pronounced there so basically towards december 2017 it was the height of winter right and i was trying to launch like a bike trying to get customers where customers were avoiding taking bikes in the morning and in the evenings so the only time customers could potentially be on a bike would be like at midday during the noon right so and it's sort of like it's not the right conditions to and like have like a good launch so if i had to do it again you know like if i had done my research properly understood the bike customers properly i would have planned the launch for probably like march where just past winter getting a little warmer and would have made a lot more sense to get it done there 
and maybe secondly like maybe would have considered if he had known those facts would probably consider launching the grab tuk tuks mandalay earlier than bikes so eventually the grab team in myanmar launched the tuk tuk there and i think that's a, that was a great move but again like these are the learnings i take with me so this is like basically the things i keep my eyes and ears open and any new thing i try to do because it's very important to be aware of such things and so that you can incorporate it early on in decision making yeah perfect so i think a great le- learnings amrit and i'm sure you're applying them in your own startup right now and really wish you the best for carzuno as well so let me just kind of summarize the points that you made so one is focus on hiring a great team as fast as possible the second one is understand the ground realities do your research but i'd actually add two more things that struck me from all the stuff you said which is you need to understand what works locally versus bringing in ideas from elsewhere and this is you know the examples of the fact that fixed fares worked very well the wrappers around cars worked well trust and safety and so on and the last point was around building local networks and partnerships and relationships which actually not only support your setup and growth but could actually work as a halo effect which means that people take you more seriously because you are associated with somebody that they know and respect so yeah so these would be my takeaways from the conversation and amrit really appreciate you being here and thanks also to everyone listening in to this episode you'll find the show notes at crazytalk.online and also if you are interested in looking at carzuno we'll leave a link on our website as well so you can have a look at what uh, interesting things they are doing and do remember to follow or subscribe and if you like what you heard please show your appreciation with a five star rating and thanks once again for tuning in thanks amrit for joining us today thanks amrit uh, we were amrit and amit with job talk see you next time